There's something so intrinsically romantic about meeting a stranger in a darkened bar, the jazz soundtrack, poetry in the air, saxophones, upright basses, and really helps when you look like Lorenz Tate, and it really, really, really helps when you look like Nia Long. Today's movie is Love Jones, a film from the 90s that is underseen and underrated and not very well known, and both Kelly and I think that's a tragedy. It's not a masterpiece. It's not a great film. It's not something that is, you know, something that's going to be on the par of Notting Hill or Two Weeks Notice or, or you know, your mainstream rom-coms, but this is a romantic film. This has humor. This has heart. And most of all, it's got soul. It's got a life. It's got a beating heart to it. And we think there's something so just romantic because of its style and about its verve. I don't want to give too much away in this introduction other than to say, if you haven't seen this movie, go watch it and then come back and listen because it's a beautiful film and you're going to get something out of it. We promise. Okay, maybe we can't promise, but we think, we hope, we're sure, mostly, you'll get something out of it. It's Love Jones. Welcome, everybody, to A Gentleman's Guide to Rom-Coms. I am Kelly McCrillis, one of your many, many amazing co-hosts. Sitting across from me is one of our others. Ryan Graves, your only, only, only other co-host. Well, we've had other hosts, like guest hosts, guests, I guess. Not even guest hosts, just guests. I'm your only host. What are you trying to say? Do hey, we have- what are you trying to put on me, huh? I'm some just, you know, another guest host to you. Just not, I'm not regular host material for you. What is that about? You just turn into like a quasi gangster Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> hey, I get no respect. Uh, give me that Tommy gun. I'm going to hey, shoot you in the here. face. Hey, hey, yeah, hey. Yeah, uh, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> welcome. Uh, Ryan, I, wh- what is up with your street, Ryan? That because is the that is police siren <laughs> that has gone by. And I just realized that I'm not in a great neighborhood. <laughs> We're no, we're in the suburbs. Remember that it's part fine. of vacation? <laughs> Roll them up. Roll them up. Roll them up. Uh, how was your week? Oh, I've got a week for you to tell me something. God, I'm tired. Can I tell you <laughs> yeah, something? No, you tell me something. Yeah, what? You, yeah, go ahead. I'll go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I have a question for you. What, you have a question for me? Yeah, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to have a question for you, okay. but I'm going to lead off the question. The question is, was I being a snob? Mmm, snobby. I have no idea. You okay, have to tell I'll, me a story. I'll tell you. <clears throat> okay, so it's the weekend. I'm... Yes, you're a snob. Sorry, <laughs> nobody talks about the weekend unless they're a snob. To preface, something happens after you have a kid. You're going to find this very soon, in a month. Uh-huh. Uh, when you have the weekend and you have like designated time where your wife says, I will take care of child, mm. that time is precious. Whatever time as precious as your child. You, Pretty much. It's tantamount. Tantamount preciousness. Uh, So I spent Saturday morning. The plan was I'm going to go out to Clackamas, to the Best Buy in Clackamas. Mm -hmm. And geographically, that's like 47 minutes away from me. That's far. Do you hear that, please, Aaron? I'm telling you, it's that neighborhood from vacation. Roll them up. (laughs) I think that scene was racist. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Um, But I'm not. (laughs) So 
the reason I'm going to Best Buy in Clackamas, I go to the one that's five minutes from my house, but I'm going to the one in Clackamas because I needed a 4K Blu-ray player because yeah, I want to play 4K for sure. movies. Snob that already. part is snob. definitely snob. I'm okay snob. with that. But I'm a movie buff. I'm a videophile. I like my really nice movies on really nice 4K discs. So I go to get this $130 discounted item because it's open box. Yep. So, I, so you're you're a dirtbag snob. Yeah, is exactly. What you're okay, gotcha. Go all the way down there. Talk to the dude. Well, thrifty. I'm going to call you thrifty Thank snob. You. That was mean. I I got my grandma's things. What's that? <laughs> What's the song? You're talking the Macklemore song? Yeah. <laughs> the thrift shop? Yeah, thrifty. <laughs> so I talked to the guy. I'm like triple checking everything. I'm like, okay, yeah. so this has been tested and it works. Mm-hmm, He's like, mm-hmm, yes, Geek mm-hmm. Squad has tested it. It's good to go. I'm like, great. And I can return this if I have a problem. He's like, yep, you got 14 days to return it. And I can return it to any Best Buy. He's like, yep, any Best Buy. Cool. And he's like, the only drawback is there's no remote because it's open box and we're giving you 130 bucks off. I'm like, I'll take it. I'll deal with it. So I take, come all the way back 45 minutes. I'm burning daylight of my like free time because mm-hmm. at some point I got to switch over and watch Theo, which I like to do, but this is my time. This and is he's not time. really into electronics? Nah, he's not a big fan. Okay. Unless he's watching Bluey, the best show of all time. Yeah, we'll talk about that. So the first thing I have to do to set up my Blu-ray player is get my universal remote set up. So I have to take 45 minutes to do that because Logitech is being dumb. Get that set up. Go and plug the Blu-ray player into my television. Doesn't work. No. Try the movies. Nothing's happening. I'm pressing play. Doesn't play. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Did did you plug it in? I plugged it in. Okay, cool. Just, yeah. I'm just double checking. What was infuriating, it was like the disc would load and then it would say, disc is loaded. It is Star Wars, The Last Jedi. It didn't talk to me like that, but that's if it had a voice, it would be that. It would it would sound kind of like a know-it-all C3PO. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, right. And I'm pressing enter, and I'm like, play, play, and it wouldn't play. And I'd go to do the, like, the software update, and it wouldn't update. And so I like unplug it and plug it in, all these, try everything I can think of. Nothing's happening. So I say, screw it. Unplug you the thing. It. You <laughs> stomp my feet on it. You gave it to your child to destroy. <laughs> Have fun, Theo. Went to the Best Buy five minutes for me, and here's where I'm not super proud of myself. Oh, so is this a snobby thing? or uh... I, That's why I'm asking. Is okay. this a snobby thing? <laughs> so okay. I go to the guy, and again, I'm not proud of this, and I'm repentant, and I'm sorry. Okay. But I play up... You're, you're making my palms <laughs> sweat just like waiting for this. I go in, and I exaggerate my feelings a little bit because I wanted something. <laughs> okay, let's do a little role play. I'm sure you're familiar with this. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, sir, uh, welcome to the Geek Squad uh, bar. Just call me Jeffrey. <laughs> and uh, what, what seems to be the problem? Can I speak to a manager, please? Uh, sure, hold That's on. Just, I need hold to- on. I'll, I'll, I'll get him. Just one second, sir. Okay. Hello, <laughs> M- my name's Jeffrey Senior. <laughs> you were just talking to my son. What's how's it going? Okay, you are making me feel bad already in this role playing because now it's a family affair, and it definitely wasn't. A I'm family sorry, affair sorry. I, was I didn't into. know we were role playing. <laughs> I just thought I was taking what's what seems to be the problem. All right, I went all the way down to Clackamas. Took me 45 I love minutes Clackamas. to go. Clackamas, real okay, nice. You're, you are ruining I'm just this. role play. Okay. You're not role playing. So what am I? What's, you were, what's my? What's you're my, give, give me an action. 
Just listen to my story. Oh, well, I'm listening, sir. All, all ears. <laughs> I went all the way down to your store in Clackamas, which is 45 minutes away from here, and there was an open box item, and I got it, and I brought it home, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And I was told it was going to work. The Geek Squad said it was going to work, and it doesn't work. So I'm, I'm here. I'm hoping that you guys can do me a favor. Mm-hmm. Just I would like a new one to make sure it works. And you know, just for the trouble that I had to go through, just can you just get $20 off? for me could, could you just do that please i, I just I, it's been such a long day for me now sir i, I see that you're hurting here um okay, fog, as fog i was telling leghorn, foghorn leghorn as i was telling my my son Jeremy, <laughs> <laughs> you know life life doesn't always give you the t- <laughs> that is taste, not what he said tasty lemons <laughs> he was a very gracious manager and he threw shade at the clackamas store he's like well you didn't buy it from this store it's like i know i didn't buy it from this store but he said i could return it to best buy you're basically any best buy, so you're here basically I am. george Costanzing all over oh the place. yeah oh okay. yeah and i wasn't i was god so that sounds more like a fire truck so now i'm getting concerned well maybe it's not criminal anymore so or maybe it was maybe and it just it was didn't arson. end very well yeah maybe no. it's been a lot of fires these days hey, have we ever started a fire no, not Billy Joel style, at least. Mm. No, he didn't either. That's right. He didn't start the fire. Yeah, okay. we are Billy Joel. Yeah, got it, got Bill it. Bill Joel. We are, we are William Joel about it. <laughs> so I didn't want to be a dick. Me, yeah. I didn't want to be a dick to this guy because it's sure. not his fault, but I was a dick to Best Buy mm. because they told me it works and it doesn't work and I didn't want to pay full price for a new one uh-huh. and I wanted a new one really badly. Uh-huh. So he gave me 20 bucks off. Of and, a new one or the one? Yeah, of the new one. Yeah, so- Wait. Wait. Okay. So I paid the difference, and I and I, I exchanged oh, okay. it. I gave him the broken one, and I got the new one, and I got twenty bucks off. And okay. I was very, you know, thankful, and I was like saying thank you so much. But I, I did feel a little bit like a dick. So sure. maybe it's not. Am I being the, snobby? It's like, am I a dick? <laughs> Here, I'm gonna. I wasn't there, but the fact that you've brought it forward, I think, means that you know you were at least a little bit of a dick. Yeah, I but, mean, or was I a Karen? I hear hmm. Karen, male Karens are called Brads. Was I being a Brad? A Brad, Brad. Um, my landlord's name is Brad. He's no Brad, though. He's kind of a Brad. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, it's up to you, Kelly. What's a gum down to? I, you know what? I, I, uh, the the service industry member uh, that lives inside of me still, and I, I was a member of the core. Um, the the union mm. of service industry members for fourteen years. Mm. I hate when people do that because it's like i get that you're frustrated but let's start our relationship off on a good foot but um you know i think i think our the important thing is to learn from your mistakes and not only that but i i think you were hinting that there was an ending to this story that was different than you just yelling at him oh i i I, it didn't end with me yelling it ended with me saying thank you very much you were very helpful on this and i'm really i really really appreciate it you know what you know what it really reminds me of Hmm. it reminds me of some like kinkier sex (laughs) (laughs) so where you know sir the way you you serviced me today it just it makes me feel really taken care of no, no 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 it's it's like like let's say you know it's a little bit of um there's a little bit of danger involved or some you know you know sexy power struggles but at the end all you want to do is cuddle yeah i just want to cuddle and be cuddled you you basically were angry at that guy and he's like i'll take care of this i'm a manager i can handle this yeah and then at the end you're like hey man i love you thanks for taking care of me i didn't i didn't say i love you to him (laughs) oh no 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 okay that's no but i did thank him for the job that he gave me Mm, yeah okay well very good i think um (laughs) so snobby or not snobby 
I, I think not snobby. Here, All right. Here's the thing. It starts off with snobby, but like once you're at the point where you're tr- you've already accepted the fact that you're a snob and you just want your stuff to work, nothing is more frustrating than technology not working. Mm-hmm. So I'm here for you. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Um, I was going to ask you something about like your creativity this week because, you know, I, I just kind of want to know like in the past couple of weeks, because we're watching a movie today about a poet and a photographer and... I know that you and I kind of use this as a, um, I don't know, what is what is this podcast for us when we're not making movies? It's it's a salve. It's it's for when when we don't have time. <laughs> yeah, it is the it satisfies our innate need to create because we mm. like Tolkien are sub creators. Oh goodness. No! Yeah. Okay. Sorry. The snob is coming Look back. Look at the snob is coming. Like I've read the essay. I know, but this Tolkien is reader total snob. At your local bookstore, The Tolkien Reader. The Tolkien Reader, specifically in the On Fairy Stories essay. Mm. But moving straight past that, have you been creative in the past couple of weeks? And just tell me one really simple thing that you're proud of that you were creative doing. Nope. Thing. I got nothing. (laughs) Nothing? Like, have you read a book that you, like, put a lot of effort into recently? Or um, did you learn a new skill? I did learn a new skill. I've been training myself on After Effects, which is, for you laymans out there, a special effects program a la Photoshop. So I taught myself that. So yes, I, I mean did. that's pretty. That's a pretty broad like program. That's a lot to learn. Yeah, I, I, I mean I got introduced to it. It, was, okay. it was like a survey course in After Effects. But that's that's what I've been doing the last. Hey, couple congratulations! Weeks, so. yeah. Good job. I just want to say I know that life's been busy. I just want to say good job finding some time to be extra creative thank you yeah i i witness your witness as you witness me mad max style witness, witness! <laughs> can i witness you as that's, you that's chrome your face <laughs> uh what was your creative endeavor these past weeks um i so i've been um submitting scripts all summer kind of um sporadically because it's very expensive yeah as far as a pastime yarp um and i've been receiving scripts back and getting to certain levels of script um, contest mm-hmm. them like quarterfinalist type stuff, but then also not getting into some and then, you know, dealing with like rejection, but then also, you know, elation. But what's most interesting about all of that is getting script notes back. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's just been nice, like re-implementing notes and like editing my stuff from um, notes from people who are, you know, not you yeah, <laughs> and not, not personal friends that have read it. And so that's <clears throat> been really good and humbling sometimes encouraging other times. How do you feel? Do you feel motivated? Yeah, I feel, I feel motivated. It's, this is a weird time in my life where, um, I have a bunch written, um, but I'm also about to have a baby Yeah, and I am like my main goal over the past couple of months has just been like, make money, make as much money and save so that you're not destitute when you have a child. Yeah. Um, and like prep, you know, prep and take care of Robin and you know, all of, all of this stuff that I love, love doing. And it, it's just nice that I put in a lot of work earlier when I had time. And now I'm just like being able to do bits and pieces of creativity, even if it's not like write a new script today. Yeah. My, my advice is make sure that your scripts are at a, not completely finished stage, but at a phase where you can like 
take a step back and come back to it in a month or two and remember where you oh, were. you mean after the baby? Yeah, yeah. because mm-hmm. that's what I had to do. I had to like get all my projects to a point where it's like, okay, I got to be done for a little bit. So what I decided to do was just outline like the next script I wanted to work on. I have outlined it fully and then I've set that outline aside and it's waiting for me when I want to get back to cool. it. Cool, yeah. cool. You're set. Well, speaking of writing and, you know, finding time to write amidst... God damn it. <laughs> I want to move so badly. Five minutes later. But that was just us talking about our creativity. Let's talk about some other creatives. Maybe some poetry. Maybe some sexy poetry creatives. Why don't some. you tell me a story about some sexy poets? Tell me a story, Turk. Let me tell you a story about love, D'Artagnan. I ask you about love. Probably quote me a sonnet. I'm not much more than an interpreter, and not very good at telling stories. That's the end. What do you mean that's the end? That's not. It's the beginning of something interesting. Listen, that's the end of that saga. The end. Can I get some... Yeah. Sex. Bodies. Ow. Meeting on the floor. Touching me, touching you. Come on, come on, just touch me, baby. Wait, nope, that's a door song. Sorry. No, 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 we're, we're ripping off the doors. Take the trumpet off. So, yeah, this is the story all about how these people's lives were pretty similar at the beginning and the end of this story. <laughs> <laughs> we're watching Love Jones this week. That's actually an appropriate rap because it's got Neil Long, who was in The Fresh Prince Bel Air. Not only was she in Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but she was also. In another movie we did, also set in Chicago or New York. This is Chicago. I no, think no. this is Chicago there. No, no, I'm talking about best man? Uh, the I think best this man. Chicago and Best Man. Yeah, right? yeah. Lots of Chicago going on. Malcolm D. Lee, was your movie set in Chicago? Let us know. <laughs> Write us at romcomgents <laughs> at gmail.com. So this, this movie is directed by Not Malcolm Theodore D. Lee. Witcher. I love that name. Love Theodore. that name. This is uh, Theodore Witcher's only film. Yeah, I um, really want to know what happened to him. He, well, he was, he actually was part of this weird pandemic film this year that took 50 filmmakers and they made, they like remade their favorite scenes from movies, but pandemic style. Oh. Uh, and it, it doesn't look good, but I'm really curious to watch it. So maybe we can like, like maybe, maybe, maybe when I have my baby or something. Yeah. <laughs> Love Jones is about a group of friends, uh, uh, like 20-somethings, 30-somethings. Mm-hmm. Uh, it stars Lorenz Tate and Neil Long, and they're mm-hmm. both foine, very mm-hmm. foine people. Oh, and Isaiah, Isaiah Washington. Who else is in here? Oh, Bill Bellamy. Bill Bellamy, who is also kind of the evil Bellamy of this movie. <laughs> right. Ladies and gentlemen, Ralph Bellamy. Always the friend, but never getting the girl. But we're so right for each other. I know. This is just like my grandmother's China. I'm surprised. I didn't expect. I don't. You don't love me. No, I, I just have to think about it for a minute. Think about what? I wish she could just accept knowing how confused I am about all this. She will be mine. Oh, yes. She will be mine. Yeah, they were just kind of like. Well, we know what kind of career he's going to have. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about him a little bit more later. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's all these 
these working actors basically who I, I've looked at most of like what they've done. They're in something almost every year on IMDb and they're just like yeah. consistently working. But in the nineties, this like was the most hot up and coming black cast. Yeah. Especially Lorenz Tate, who is in like some of like those hard hitting like dramas that was coming out. Yeah. So I, I didn't know a lot about Lorenz Tate until I, uh, I looked at his IMDb and I'm like, Oh, I do know you from stuff. Yeah. He has the babiest face in this movie. Oh, I know. And I don't think it's necessarily his fault. It's that like Isaiah, uh, Washington is 13 years older than him and plays his best friend. Oh, which like the whole time I was looking at the two of them, I'm like, you guys aren't the same age. Cause like Lorenz Tate has like this small head and this beefy Tay Diggs body. And Ryan, there's I, no Tay Diggs. Well, I, I, first off it was like, let's, let's talk about the story and then we'll get into like how we felt about all these characters. Yeah. Cause I just want to come out and say right now, Isaiah Washington is my favorite character. Oh, okay, okay, okay. He he's 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 fine. Uh, I I really cool. like. Uh, I can't remember his name, but the like the MC of the poet. Oh poetry. Yeah, yeah, Eddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robin and I really liked him too. He, I was like, why aren't you in more things? And I remember he's in Drumline. Yeah, he's the lead in Jump <laughs> Drumline. He's pretty good in Drumline, and, and that's uh, Leonard Roberts. Yeah, Roberts. He's great. So the they the, got this friend group. Yeah, the setting is like this. You know this poetry venue and uh lorenz tate darius he's a poet darius yeah he's a writer poet and he has one of those rom-com careers where it's like i don't know i just kind of sit around and write and i get paid to do it it's like how do you make money yeah and he lives in like a fine apartment like (laughs) the the whole intro to this movie is very finding forrester opening where it's like you know, we're getting to know this neighborhood through a bunch of photos or like just, you know, really basic shots with some music that's really bringing us into this neighborhood in yeah. Chicago. And um, like we're we, we, we're like made to feel like this neighborhood's pretty run down. But like I never really get that about his character. But he's like he should be a, in my mind in this movie. He should be a poor poet. Yeah. And. But he's going out every night. Yeah, he with his seems buddies. fine. <laughs> yeah, it's good. He's pretty much in the same position as uh, the main character from Best Man. It's like, you know, about yeah. to about to launch this huge career. Going to like sell this. You know, Everybody's big book. super excited about his book, and I'm like, I'm like, how do I get everybody excited about a script that they know yeah. is going to be how published, even though it's this? not published yet <laughs> i gotta have this life uh so he's got his friends they all rag on each other he kind of has this rivalry with bill bellamy's character hollywood hollywood with wood and they're kind of like frenemies that they're like yeah you know giving each other shit yeah at but the, they the seem poetry friends slams. at least yeah but we we see him see neil long who man one uh, of my I major think this celebrity is, crushes is neil long. I, I think this might be like if we had an, uh, uh, an Academy Award for like, just I'm so sorry to just be objective here, but, but hotness, hottest, yeah. Like Nia Long, 1997 is a good year. Yeah, it's like if I take that bottle of wine off the shelf, I'm like, mm, good year, good year. I'm gonna savor this. <laughs> oh, Robin in seat next to me as soon as like Nia Long is like hanging out in like a. A tank top near a window, braless, which is like 1997. <laughs> Both of you are like. Goop! Yeah, we were like, Robin's like, wow, I got to open some windows around here. <laughs> so um, we we meet Nia Long's character, Nina. Nia plays Nina. Nina. Got to remember I, that. You think that's something in like 
contracts sometimes where they're like, every third movie I have to play a character who has a very similar name to right. myself. She is coming out of this very serious relationship, and so we feel bad for her. It, it seems like sh- they were engaged. Yeah. Yeah. So we're at this uh, this poetry jazz club thing, and Darius is like, yo, what's up? Does his moves. His he he drops some wine. His friends make fun of him in the back, and it's pretty funny. His friends are great. I love the friend great group Great friend group. Yeah. That's what you like in a good rom-com is like a very – this is very – it doesn't quite hit of Notting Hill, but it's but it's, it's, it's getting there. it speaks of it because they're all very unique. They got interior lives, uh-huh. and it's it doesn't feel like forced. No, like the group scenes feel the most like fresh. Yeah, they do feel like like this is a conversation between friends that we're just stepping into. Yeah, and I feel yeah. like I'm just a fly on the wall, just kind of watching these guys uh-huh. interact. So he, you know, does his best to like pick her up, and she's just like. Uh, nah, and she's not really that interested. So then he gets called up to the stage and he performs this like sexy poem. And he's like, this is uh, dedicated to the sexy girl down there who's sexy. But I mean, like, and it's, it's not only a sexy poem about her, but like, it's pretty dirty. Yeah. Like it's like he talks about, I'm sorry, you can bleep this if you want jism yeah. at one point in time. <laughs> like that's a, it's a, it's a, it's a dirty, it's a poetry dirty, club. dirty poem. But yeah. you know, there's been uh, in the history of literature, there's been dirtier poems. So there's been I dirtier think... poems, but not said to somebody you just met to try to impress them in front of a whole crowd of people. Maybe it's not your style. Maybe you know it doesn't work for you. Oh, but... I'm sorry. Does it work for you? No, no. <laughs> well, later she kind of like, yeah, she's like obviously a little attracted to him, but she thinks he's full of himself, and so she. Fake gives him her number, but actually writes that he like knows nothing about love on his hand and he yeah. gets more shit from his friends. It's great. And then eventually he stalks her. <laughs> <laughs> they meet they meet each other again at a at a record shop. She's looking for a CD. He talks oh, to Oh, and Sheila, his friend, works at the record yeah, shop. And so he talks to the owner. He's like, I know you have her address. Just give me the address so I can go follow her. <laughs> And, he and does. presumably there's this weird cut in this movie where they cut from like her saying, no, I'm not going to do it to him, like being in front of her apartment. And I'm like, give me the scene where he steals the check. I don't know if he stole it or he just eventually uh, convinced her. Yeah. I don't so, know. I, don't I wanted know. the scene where he <laughs> it snatched just, it. Yeah. It's just weird. Uh, so he goes over there and she's like, oh, okay. So you're being persistent. And the, the first 20 minutes, what we're getting about Darius is that he's totally putting on a show but not putting on a show the way that assholes put on a show. You can tell that he's trying really hard and it's just like she sees right through it uh-huh. and has this suspicion of like, I think there might be a good guy underneath this and I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt for this like sure overconfident, very like over eloquent guy who's trying to be overly he's a He's definitely a try hard who's not being himself. Yeah. But in addition, I'm just going to come right and say, like, I think the persistence is too much. There's so many times where he had the opportunity to be like a gentleman and also to respect her space and boundaries. And I think this lesson is what I see in the nineties all the time. Mm -hmm. That persistence, no matter what is the name of the game. And that's the only thing that's going to win you a lady and so I'm against this well, personally. I, I mean for me it's like right up against the line where it's like she has not specifically said get out or like leave or anything like that. She's <laughs> just kind of like, uh, this is weird. And he's like, 
doesn't have to be weird and does that right. guy thing. But the, yeah, of, the last thing, I don't know about you, but if you were hitting on a woman, I think one of the last things you'd want to do is make her feel uncomfortable. No, I know, I know. <laughs> and that's why I'm saying it's like, yeah, obviously one of his chief flaws is that he's overly persistent. Right, I and I really wish that like, like that was some sort of lesson that he learned at some point in time. I don't, but we'll get there. <laughs> what I've learned yeah. in my history of pursuing women is that persistence only works when she likes you. <laughs> and it's it's just like, it's going to pay off if she actually is interested and it's just going to tank if she's not interested. Right. I think, I think the approach to uh, hitting on someone, <laughs> if you want to <laughs> break it down into those terms, let me break it down. It's got to be like being an artist. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not a pickup artist. Get no, out of here get with that. Get out of here, get Barney out of here with Stinson. that. I'm talking about being an artist means not being afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. And sure, you can get up and try again, but it doesn't always have to be the exact same person that you're going after. Mm-hmm. You have to be okay with somebody saying, this sucks, move on. Yeah. And then be like, okay, but I'm not going to give up on love. Right. And there's some sympathy for me in this sense that Sarah constantly rejected me. She she said no to me several times. And I wasn't a creep about it, but I kept pursuing her in my way. Right. But and you- eventually I wore her down. No, that's not what happened. <laughs> I know that you're joking right now, but the the thing about you and Sarah was when she was like, no, you're like, okay, I'm going to retreat and just be friends. Yeah. Later on, you were like, actually, I'm still interested. Mm-hmm. That's different. Yeah. That's different than like seeing somebody earlier in the day and them saying, no, thank you. I appreciate it, but no. Yeah. And then showing up at their house and then being like, hey, can I come in there? And then like leaning forward and she's like, I don't know. And then saying, oh, come on, let me in. Yeah. Like, it's, a, it's a different scale. The, there's this like, if you watch 80s movies, it's even worse in 80s movies where they like shove the door open. It's sure. like, no, no, no. <laughs> and I feel like today we're finding a better balance, but I, I hear you. But it's not, he's like one of the most flawed protagonists we've had in a while. He is. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, he's not... He's not a bad guy. He's just, I think, kind of an idiot. And I think the movie knows it a little bit. Right. So, you know, I want to, like, jump a little bit into my assessment of the movie is that the movie had good instincts psychologically. It's just a little unfortunate that it couldn't totally capitalize on what it has set up. Because the movie just kind of goes soft on convicting Darius of his psychological faults. And it gets at it a little bit but not nearly enough and i think what i mean what this movie does is it rewards all of our characters um like our main two characters in the end by giving them each other Mm -hmm. but i think without necessarily having earned it right at the end right because let's basically what happens is they go on a couple dates and they hit it off like really hard and fast like they they end up sleep- great 90s sex scene. Great 90s sex scene. It's just like just enough boobs, just enough change of positions, just enough like, you know, j- just barely. Oh, do I almost see his butt? No, um, no, no, no but not quite. But I was talking, talking to <laughs> Sarah was actually watching this with me. And I'm like, you got to give it to the 90s black rom-com. They are not shy when it comes to sex. I just feel like there's so much more. Like, yeah. Like your Hugh Grant movies are so bashful about sex. I, I mean, especially, especially like a Notting Hill is it's, 
everything is going to be charming about sex where it's like, you know, they start making out and they about, they're about to have sex. And then we catch up with them the next morning where they, they like wit about her boobs. Yeah. And and, you know, Notting Hills, that's R rated, right? I think it is. I think there's some fuck words in there. I don't think it's R rated. I'm going to say it's PG 13. Let's double check. I can't remember. I feel like we've had this debate on this show before and someone (laughs) probably just listened to the episode and like, you guys answered this last time. (laughs) Um, PG-13 Damn uh, There's some profanity including one fuck word Damn, okay I'm trying to think of other R-rated rom-coms They're actually kind of rare I was that The only one I was going to nominate is Ninety Hill But I was wrong about that so. Well, let's talk about um, Just before we jump back into the story Would you say this movie's a rom-com? It's a rom-drom it's got, a, it's got it's got like um a whipped cream dollop of calm on yeah, it. And it's yeah, it's got you know it's <laughs> a calm. <laughs> it's it's kind of similar to Best Man in the sense of like definitely funny, but definitely gets really dramatic. I think Best Man's funnier. I think the, yeah. the humor is played way up, and but this one is more casual in its humor, which yeah. I really like. Yeah, it's like, it's like when they're that. when they're all hanging out at the house and like talking about like whether God is a man or a woman. Yeah, that's yeah. just a great back and forth. It's conversation. a it's a good conversation. I'm trying. I want to look through some of our past episodes real quick. See what like just in terms like I'm guessing most of our audience has not even heard of this movie, and I think it's kind of our duty to like kind of say this is what it's the feeling of this film is if you're kind of looking for it because sure 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 my assessment of the movie is that it's good enough yeah for your attention to watch i i think if i was watching this in 1997 i probably would have been blown away especially if i was young because mm-hmm. it's got great vibes it's got like, this I, wonderful jazz this, soundtrack yeah it's got yeah not only great vibes but like if i knew nothing about love i think this movie would be so sexy that it would have taken me on a journey that I would have absolutely adored. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly not as glum as like her. Um, it's, it's, it's got kind of a wistful feeling the way that, um, whisper of the heart does that. It's, it's not a super ha ha movie, but it's just kind of like, I'm getting Uh good energy from this. Um, enough said that's a good like indie rom-com. It's just kind of like, Uh Kind of funny, but you're not going to like laugh out loud sure, the whole sure. time. I mean, it's, just... it's it's got some deep things to say. Yeah. And speaking of deep things to say, basically. They bone. They bone. <laughs> and she's she she says that um, as she's talking to her friend Josie, she says, it's like his dick spoke to me. I don't see any woman ever writing a scene like that. Do you? No, I don't. Um, and yeah, <laughs> I should have was... asked Sarah. I was too awkwarded out by the scene, but I should ask her. I'm like, has any woman ever talked like this in the history of women? I, I, I I'm sure somehow. No, I'm no, I'm sure. I'm sure that there are women out there that exist in, in that capacity. But uh, this movie, this movie felt very, much like the filmmaker was making a movie about how he saw himself. Mm-hmm. And and so <laughs> moments like that made me laugh because Nia Long is such an impressive performer. Yeah. That like she can like pull this scene off and I'm like, you're cute talking yeah. about this. Not not just cute, but like your character is cute in the way she's describing how much in love with this guy she is, even though she, they just had sex for the first time. Yeah. But it, the this movie has that rougher on the edges feeling sometimes where it's like, oh, this scene is not working so well. Yeah, like like this person would like right out of 
college wrote this and then got some money to make this and didn't th- he didn't think about whether he should he <laughs> thought about whether he could <laughs> which i think every young filmmaker has to do that and i that's what you and i did with our movie is that we were foolish to make a movie on the budget that we did but we did it anyways god damn it and i'm still proud of the work that we did and uh-huh. i still think it's worth it but i was very much sympathizing with the film in that regard of like you're very earnest so any flaws in this movie i'm not going to hold against you as much as i would valentine's day which is coming from a veteran among veterans sure and there are just stupid mistakes in that movie where i know you know better but the mistakes here i'm like it's just a byproduct of you trying hard and i get it i get that and let's go keep on going with the story basically there's um there's a subplot where Isaiah Washington's wife leaves him for some reason. It seems like money trouble, but we don't quite get it. And so him and him and Darius start this like back and forth across the movie about talking about like, what is love? What is marriage? What is Mm -hmm. sex? Like um, what is Jones? They only talk about that for a second. I really wish they talked a little bit more about what love Jones is. Yeah. Um, They didn't really get into the theme of the title. (laughs) Like, I feel like I get to know more about Jones from the movie space jam where they talk about basketball Jones. Did they say that? No, it's just a it's just a song on the soundtrack <laughs> that Chris I think Chris Rock's a part of. Cool. Um, so, and but what what happens? The crux of the movie is Darius and Nia, Nina, Nina, and the Santa Maria, the Pinta, and the Nina and Santa Maria. They get to this point where things are good, but Nina's ex shows up and he's like, "Yo, you should come to New York." Also and, a bastard. Yeah, it's like uh, I don't know, and. Her, her friend is like, okay, you should go and tell him that you're going and see how he'll react. And that'll tell you where things are going to go for your relationship, which is bad advice, lady. Like you shouldn't test your relationship. You should yep. be open, honest, and transparent. This, this is a very nineties thing too. It's like, you know, if you, if you really want to know whether somebody really likes you, you got to trick them. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> Oh, or you okay. could just have a conversation, I guess. So she tells him that he she's leaving and he's like, oh, because there's another guy. And she neither confirms nor denies it. And yeah. he just does the- He plays guy, it cool. He plays it cool because he's super insecure and it's yeah. super relatable. He's trying not to be vulnerable because who can blame him? You get hurt when you're vulnerable like that. I think there's- So Josie brings up, she's like, either, you know, tell him you go- you're going and if he freaks out about it you know you like he likes you mm-hmm. but if he doesn't then you know he's playing it cool and leave and it'll make him more jealous right i think there's a middle ground of male response here where it's not it's not playing it cool because you have a lot of pride and insecurity and it's not getting super huffy it's like saying oh man that sucks because i really would like to be exclusive with you yeah, if that's what he wants. that's kind of weird for me and- but like obviously that character's not there yet no, and you know that's where I'm like wistful that this movie could have been better because it's like it's it's set up so much. Yeah. There's so much like flawness and like very thoughtful psychology to this guy who's yeah. putting on a front, who's an artist, and he's putting up this like version of himself, and he's crafted this version, and he's really good at it because he's an artist. And so the I think the the arc of his character that we were looking for throughout this movie is him being like this and him making these mistakes that we see him make in the first half of this movie. But in the end, getting to the point where he's like, look, take me or leave me. It's really just that I love you. Right. Like, and learning to be transparent with her. Right. But that's, 
I mean, his character doesn't really change from the beginning to the end of this movie. So what happens is she goes to New York. Darius freaks out and starts and then sleeps with another woman. He starts hooking up with this other girl because he kind of interpret. He has a Ross Geller moment where it's like, well, we weren't really, you know, exclusive uh-huh. or anything like that. So. And with all due respect, that's fine. Like she, she went and slept with her ex in New yeah. York. Like it's and so he didn't break any covenants per se, but he definitely he broke just, covenant to himself though. Yeah, he was definitely jeopardizing what could be with her yeah and i i'm on nina's side with the whole her ex her ex is just a horrible person we don't really get that there's anything redeeming yeah about she him realizes like oh fuck this i'm yeah. out of here it's like i like yes. how she leaves his uh her wedding ring on his pinky finger oh I <laughs> and missed he wakes that. up to that oh i missed that yeah, yeah that's great uh i was probably grabbing cereal or something <laughs> Um, because they were talking about cereal. I'm like, Ooh, mm. that sounds good. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, my toasted O's. So she comes back, but then, you know, sees Darius with this other girl and she's like, well, screw him. And it's about this time that wood starts yeah, that's like right. Hollywood going after her. And, and she says yes, for some reason. Well, okay. Bill Bellamy is charming as hell in this movie. And she's in a place where she wants, she's getting, noticed and given proper attention by someone who cares and she's seen from Darius that clearly he doesn't care because he's hanging out with this other girl I don't like he's not I don't think he's charming as hell I think he's a little I was charmed I, I was think charmed. he's a little funny and I thought he was more real than Darius is yeah I think he's more real about who he is and I, I think that's what she was looking for perhaps um yeah. I I think he's he's kind of a pig but She's kind of fun. as we see through this movie, all the men that Nia Long, who could say yes, she could have anybody. Yeah. Like Nia Long could have anybody. And how she ends up going out with these three goofballs, I just don't know. <laughs> yeah, she deserves better overall. But um, <laughs> I think the attraction in a weird way and it's because he has he has poet bod, which <laughs> is apparently a thing in 1997, like black rom-com. You got to Where if have, you're a writer, you are the most ripped you person. You look like Tay Diggs. You look like Tay Diggs if you you're look a writer. good. There's no, there's no, there's no poets I know that look like this. There's no flabby poets in, in these movies. <laughs> but it's great because it's like, I, I mean, Nia, I get it. I get. I mean, look, look at him. He Robin. Robin. As soon as she saw um, Lorenz like making breakfast for her with his shirt off, I wearing mean, jeans. Damn! Like he like, was like. She flexing. was like. She was like, babe, you could do that sometime <laughs> if you you wanted. I was like, I do, but I'm just wearing really baggy sweatpants. Yeah, and you know it's dangerous for me because I like to have bacon in the morning. You you got that oil Ooh, just kind of no, splatter. No, no, you don't you want you, you don't want to burn off your chest. As hair. Joey would say, nothing that splatters. <laughs> so, I think. If I would read her psychologically, it sounds kind of screwed up, but I've been watching a lot of Gilmore Girls and I've been working really hard to understand female psychology sometimes. But I think maybe the attraction to Wood is that he's upfront about his flaws. Yeah. And I think there's something attractive about that where it's like, hey, this is me. You know, I'm not perfect, but I'm going to be real with you. Yeah, I love that. Um, but as we see basically later on, um, he, he pitches the other way. He it, gets, <laughs> he gets more flawed. Well, yeah, he just, well, what he does is he, he's real with her, but it's not about her. It's about being competitive. Yep. And so he brings her to a party that everybody else is at. And of course, Darius is there and he's just like, you know, 
what's up rubbing it in his face and stuff yeah. like that and Neilong's immediately like no I'm not here for this Nina sees right through that facade and Sarah was like clapping this whole scene she's like yes yes because Nina just tears them both a new one because she doesn't want to be some kind of like trophy to be passed around and to right. be used in like this dick measuring contest and right. she's like no I'm getting out of here and so Darius like is like Hey, at the I'm same, sorry. I'm sorry. At the same time, like I'm mad at them, but at the same time, I can't give Nia or Nina a pass completely because like, again, I'm going to say she looks like Nia Long. She could go out with whoever she wants. Right. And, and Rory Gilmore no, no. should never have gone with Jess. Why? 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 No, she deserves I'm not, better. I'm not saying that at all I'm, in any way. I know, but I'm just saying I feel you, my friend, because I have felt that same way about other characters that I see on screen. So. Okay, well, I disagree. I think her and Jess are fun. Okay, fine. But that's a different show. Regardless, I think not only she could date him if she wants to, but she could have anybody. Why make it messy by dating somebody you know is friends with someone that you just were dating? Because I think why the, I that, think like it's I, no, Chicago. No, there's I know, so many people who live there. I think the old-fashioned psychology of this outdated Freudian model is she wanted to piss Darius off. And I, I think she didn't even know that. I think she had this, like, uh, buried down desire to get back at Darius and be like, fine, I'll yeah. go out with your friend. Oh, I mean, I'm, that I, was my headcanon, and it made I, sense to me. No, it makes sense to me, too. I wish they would have talked about it. Right. And that <laughs> is all. That's, that's the movie's problem, is that it's like, you guys, there's so much fruit here. Yeah, you there's can so pick much, so much. There's so much fat. You could just you could just slice it all off and then throw it on the pan. It. No oil. Some, yeah. Keep your shirt on. It's so good. Mm. Mm. So Darius like apologizes and they like get back together and there's like some quibbles later where he's like still talking to the girl that he was sleeping with before and she gets jealous and and then they I mean they they have a great relationship for what seems like a couple of months. Yeah, and, and then, then they break up they because have a of stupid that stupid fight. Stupid fight because he's being an idiot again and he's being insecure and instead of like working with her, he just kind of fights back. And it's like in a certain way it's still honest because he's still just being that flawed person. But we we like to see in characters in stories is a redemption. Or yeah, growth. Or growth. Growth is the word I'm looking for. And he doesn't really grow. Yeah. And you know, maybe I could forgive this movie if this movie was cynical. Right. But, but this it, movie it, isn't cynical. It's just kind of blase. It's like, yeah, they they figure it out because it does that whole like third act thing where she goes on the train and he chases after her, but he misses her. But then, you know, they reconnect later uh -huh, and, uh -huh. you know, they're in the rain and she's like, oh, is it raining? I didn't notice. It's like, God, <laughs> wait, wait, this is the first movie that they did that in. <laughs> no. Yeah. And so she reads a poem for him and he watches it. And then he, here's the thing, boys and girls, if somebody's walking toward you in the rain and you know, it's about to be a romantic moment and you're standing under a bridge, you don't wait for them to get there. They're already soaked. Mm. Walk to them. That's the romantic move. I would have maybe been on board with the entire movie and forgiven Darius if he was like, no, that's, I'm not going to stay here where it's the camel's back. I, well, here's the thing. Like Darius had like every moment I was expecting him to take a step back and be humble. He mm -hmm. wasn't right. Yeah. And every time he had a chance to be like sacrificial and like do something nice without asking for anything in return. Mm -hmm. Like even when he like 
took her to the cab, like to make sure she got home safe. He had to get a word in before she got into the car. Right. And so I thought at the end of the movie, she's walking in the rain. She's cold. He didn't find her after the show. He didn't even step up and say like, I actually am here. Thanks for reading me that poem. He just waits for her and calls her to his cool motorcycle (laughs) under the bridge. And she just has to walk all the way through the rain (laughs) to him. Like it's her job. And it's like, go get her. Yeah. Like that would have really been like, nah, okay, you care enough about her to at least get wet, like the bare minimum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you, friend. <laughs> Sorry, uh, but I, uh, they get together. They get together, and, and this for kiss. me, the movie is good enough. Uh, the movie's got really good vibes. It's, it's it does have good vibes. The the soundtrack's great. The cinematography is good. Uh, yeah, I like the cinematography. The, in this. the friends are good. I, I think this movie's good enough. It's definitely better than a lot of films that we've done. Yeah, I and, agree. I like I've been complaining about it the whole time, but I really do think that this movie is I th- yeah, good enough is 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 like because I don't want to insult it because I enjoyed watching this movie, but there were some flaws about it that really soured moments that could have been yeah, better. Yeah, and I think what I like about the movie is that its flaws were never out of laziness. It was just out of yeah. unpreparedness. Maybe not even unpreparedness. I would but say it's like immaturity. You, you haven't quite developed. We're, we're talking here. We've only made one movie, but it's. it's I have. Well, OK. I mean, <laughs> I, I've worked on a lot of movies. Right, right. Yeah. But we've never we've never mounted a project the way that he has, that this no. is a studio film yeah. and you know, who knows what got in his way, but from my vantage, it's just kind of say like it's ego. Well, <laughs> but maybe, maybe a studio executive gave him really bad notes. And he had to sure. follow it. Yeah, who a first time filmmaker, but either way, it felt like the flaws were all accidental where there are other mediocre films like Netflix films where it's like, we know you could have done better. Yeah. And I, I do want to give this movie props where like, there's the scene where he they go on their date uh, to go dancing and mm-hmm. it's real sweet because yeah. like they're they're just doing like this I think they call it step dancing yeah um, and they they come back home and she's like by the way I don't want to sleep with you mm-hmm. and he's persistent but he does back off at one point in time but he's so frustrated downstairs oh, yeah. on the couch because he's He's really horny. Like, I don't <laughs> think we blame him. I don't think. Well, yeah, but I think as a character, he's just like his main mode is horny. Right. Uh, I don't think we had a hornier character. Yeah. He's very 90s masculine driven. Yeah. He's just like, he's like, oh, this girl I like went to sleep with someone else. Well, I gotta, I gotta have sex with somebody. Yeah. Um, and anyway, so like they're hanging out and you can tell that she wants to have sex with him and he wants to have sex with her. And then he like sneaks up the stairs, like waiting for her to be like, get back downstairs or something. But yeah, it, almost every step seems to be a permission as she's hearing him. Right. And like that stuff felt very much like I was watching two real people. Yeah. And so I liked that. Yeah. yeah. So didn't quite stick the landing, but. They still landed. They didn't fall on its face. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So check it, this it was, movie. It was out. like that plane was like like on two wheels for for a like, second. And you're like, whoa, okay, right, we'll put it back down. But I, I was looking at Letterbox and IMDb, and it's got a lot of high ratings. So uh, maybe it didn't totally vibe with us, but it might vibe with you. So definitely, yeah. definitely go check it out. Check it out. Um, and I think also this movie's got a lot of nostalgia love. This was recommended to us from. Uh, one of my coworkers in Atlanta, and she's like, "You, if you're into rom coms and romances, you got to check out Love Jones. Like, it is seminal." And so I think this movie 
like lives for people who experienced it in the 90s. That mm-hmm. makes sense to me anyway. Yeah. So we're going to take a little break and then we're going to come back for Trope Talk. And welcome back to Trope Talk. It's like Taupe Talk, but a color we all know. <laughs> oh, God. I love it. So much. <laughs> What's our trope this week, Ryan? Um, our trope, I don't know a good name for it, but it's basically movie conversations. The, the only the conversations that you only see in film. Yeah. And so this movie, it's like one or the other. It's either really interesting conversation among friends that clearly improv was part of it and they're coming up with really interesting things and yeah. you just like watching it and like... Uh, love that stuff. But then you have other times where you have two characters talking about the abstract idea of love or the one, or just these conversations that need to happen to talk about the bigger idea at hand that the movie wants to talk about. Mm -hmm. And so these characters are no longer characters, but they're two interlocutors in a Plato book. (laughs) They're two ideas having a conversation. Yeah. It's like a platonic (laughs) way of like getting discourse out. Sure. And it's like, I get what you're trying to like communicate, but now I'm no longer watching humans. And I will say that, uh, like the conversations that you're talking about are like when him and, um, Isaiah Washington are at the bar and they're talking about like, do you believe in like true love or the one or like what marriage is? And they're like trying to like come up with a, an answer for both of them, kind of like how they feel. And we'll get that through their conversation. And it's, it's something that I have done with specific friends in college when we were very primed for like, ah, we're all supposed to be thinking great thoughts. So let's find the answer to these questions and, yeah. and like start debate, which yeah. is that platonic thing that you're talking about. Yeah. But so rarely do two friends who have, especially who have been friends this long, like you and I have been friends for God, 14 years, 12 years. Yeah. Something like that. We know all of these. We know where each other, each other stand here. Yeah. Like, and it seems like, like they were saying in this movie, even though that Darius, like the actor is 13 years younger than Isaiah yeah. Washington. They were like, you told me not to marry like my my wife and it's obvious that they've been together for like 10 15 years <laughs> or something so they've known each other forever and it's like how do you guys never have these conversations when you're younger or just like infer yeah. what you know from things that they've said because when you and I I I like really depended on you to like get through my feelings when it came to Sarah and there were years of me figuring out my baggage with Sarah. And it Mm. wasn't like we were having conversations about our philosophy when it came to marriage or falling in love. I was just like, dude, what do I do? I really like her, but I feel like she's giving me these mixed signals. And we were talking about really, really specific things. Right. I remember us having a very specific conversation in Ken's, it's bakery at one point in time about compromise and like whether like what we were like, you were like, okay, Sarah wanted to do this. I wanted to do this. And like, we were talking about like whether you saying no or yes meant like, 
you were being insincere if you were compromising or something, but it's like so granular, the stuff that you and I get into. Cause like I used to ask you advice all the time on how to deal with my horrible ex and (laughs) man, the, and it was never about your principles. No, I, mean, I, I was never sometimes like... Sometimes it was, but it was mostly about... Yeah, but that about, was at me at my most like desperate moments of my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what do I stand for? Or am I going to like give up on life? <laughs> yeah, but it always had to do with the thing at hand and the conversations... And it's not this movie. It's, it's so many movies. Yeah. It's so many rom-coms mm-hmm. where you have your main character talking to someone who's jaded when it comes to love and they say, yeah, I'll never get married. And it's like, good for you. That's not relevant to what we're talking about right now. Yeah. And, and it's not that people don't say that it's like, I have so many friends who are like, like, especially it comes up all the time now that I'm having a kid mm-hmm. where I'm like, I'm so excited to have kid. And, um, I never ever ask people like you interested in having a kid because right. that's whatever that's personal. But if um, like we start talking about kids and stuff, uh, eventually it'll come up that they'll be like, you know, I've thought a lot about it. I don't ever think I'm going to have a kid. And like, we'll talk about that, but it's never apropos. Right. And I feel like the way rom-coms sometimes get into conversations is like, they'll be having drinks at a bar. And then one of them will just say, you ever think that there's one person out there for you, like one person, just perfect person. Just perfect. <laughs> and it's and like, you could pass them up. It's like, no one talks like this. I mean, maybe <laughs> we have listeners like I talk like this all maybe, the time. Maybe we've even talked like this, but it's a trope of, I, and it's, it's not something that I think we're bashing necessarily. I think sometimes if you get into it in the right mode, like if somebody's drunk, Yes. Or, yes. Or if it's like um, a couple of friends who've just stayed up all night talking, and that's just where they are. But it's often used as like a character development de- device of saying like, "Well, we can't solve this with action. We need to, we need to solve this character making a decision by them getting advice from a friend by prompting their problem, thus getting them to the point where they can take action." Yeah, and you know, writers. I want to hear characters talk about the women that they love or the men that they love. I don't want to hear them wax eloquent about their philosophy on love. I don't want, yeah. I don't care. Like I like. <laughs> <laughs> stop it. I don't care. Stop it. But when we're among friends, what moves us when we hear stories and like, this is, this is it. You were talking to me about Robin and it wasn't like you were like, Ryan, I want you to know that I, I I believe in marriage and I believe in in having these long term relationships, and you just got to meet the right person. You never said anything of the sort to me. You just spent two hours straight talking about Robin, who you had just met like two weeks ago. You bleed. And I went home that night and I went to Sarah. I'm like, Kelly's going to marry Robin. Like I knew. See, and I want to see that scene where like one friend gets information and then we cut to later that night and we're given the information to a third party because that makes more sense. And that's just, (laughs) that's character details. I don't want your philosophy. I want to hear what you, I want to hear about the person that you're falling in love with. Yeah. That's what moves my heart. So, 
So uh, I'm thinking I'm going to look at your shelf. Uh, first good. Okay. Family Stone right there. Yeah. So in Family Stone, like there's there's a bar conversation between um, Luke Wilson and Sarah Jessica Parker, right? But they're she, talking about the thing at hand. Yeah. They're, she's mad because she's just had a horrible conversation with the family. She feels misunderstood. She's just gotten in a car wreck and she's just mad and like being like, I'm good. I'm a fine person, whatever. And then Luke Wilson sees the problem at hand and he does a little bit of psychology work on he her. He tells her that you got to let your freak flag fly. But he's not like, you know, some people just need to let their freak flag fly. He's and saying, I think it's something good that they should do. He's saying, <laughs> you, Sarah yeah. Jessica Parker, I have just heard your story. I'm listening to your narrative of you and I've been witnessing what you've been doing. And as witness to your life right now, you got to let your freak flag fly. That's not his advice for everyone. Right. It's his advice for her in that moment. And this movie that we we saw, it, it only has like a couple moments that are like that where people start talking about their philosophy on love. It's fine. It's it's not really a big sin in this movie. No. No. What, but it, where it's it just is, kind of like you could have done better. It, the the if you really want to find these sins, you got to go to Hallmark. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> Uh, hey, uh, Rachel Wagner, I love you, but you know this is true. Um, go check her out, Hallmarkies Pod. Go to Hallmarkies. Um, Hallmark Hallmark movies are fun, but yes. they they can get generic. They can, and one of the one of the sins that Netflix is does this as well is where like a character will walk up to someone and be like, so. I know exactly what happened to you last year, and that's made you feel like this about love. But what I'm here to tell you is that actually this is possible in love. And I know it's apropos of nothing, but I need you to listen to me. <laughs> it's just like uh, nobody. <laughs> if that person were friends with me, they would stop being friends with me because I don't want to have conversations that sound yeah. like that. The ones that I do like is 500 Days of Summer, where Tom has his two friends. He has one friend who's kind of a loser yes but then he has another friend who's just kind of committed and has his long-term relationship sure. i think this works in uh devil's advocate like angel and devil on shoulder situations yeah where you have two people arguing their philosophy to a third party right and they're arguing with specific examples they're not using pure abstracts they're saying sure. well you know I, I i think this works for me and this is what i've been seeing with this person and it's like okay i believe what i'm seeing on screen sure yeah so writers out there do what we say not what we do right because we make mistakes yeah. but you shouldn't <laughs> you shouldn't please uh well ryan they might have made some mistakes in some of these rom-coms but i sure as hell think that this one deserves a rom-com Oscar! Yes, yes, I, I agree. Did I, have I used best soundtrack yet? You did, like two or three episodes Damn ago. Damn it! <laughs> which this one's were, good. From which, ep which episode was it? Something good. It was in a recent one. Okay. It was this year, for sure. Alright, I'm just gonna go with the tried and true hottest cast. Oof. Hottest Oof. cast. Ooh, uh, yeah. Nia Long mm. is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Lorenz Tate is adorable. Uh -huh. um, uh -huh. Isaiah Washington is very handsome. Mm -hmm. They all look good. There's a sincere lack of Tay Diggs, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> Can't have him in every movie. Yeah. Um, that's pretty good. I, uh, I want to give this to 
the, the other week, I, I've been feeling bad about this. Um, I, I it's actually can I can I combine? I, I'm gonna so in our Patreon section that we're oh, about shit. to talk about. Oh yeah, yeah. We um, we I wrote an essay this week that's about the triumvirate. It's mm-hmm. the uh, Meg Ryan, Sandra Bullock and Julia Roberts and why they were so powerful in the nineties, early two thousands. Mm-hmm. And, um, in that article, I like brought up a lot of other names that were like almost there, but not quite. And I think one of them is Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Um, and I forgot to bring her up. Yeah. And I think Nia Long is like, they have very similar careers. Cause like both start in TV, then got some really great movies. Right. Uh, she's she's like kind of a parallel for me for Jennifer Aniston, completely different acting styles. Like, yeah, but I I want to say that this movie deserves like so much. But the Oscar I'm gonna give it is best Jennifer Jennifer Aniston tank top <laughs> <laughs> because there's nothing like watching a it's a relatively open weave and I still see the nipular area <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, Jennifer Aniston, most notably in her friend's career during a very specific set of years, um, went braless or at least uh, lack of pads. Sure. And I just there was something about that shirt in particular that made me go like, oh, actually, she's much more like Jennifer Aniston in other ways, too. Right. So it it got the ball rolling. It's like, I'm getting some Jennifer Aniston vibes. I owe a lot to that sh- shirt just getting like the connotation happening right right yeah so, yeah well, that's where i'm at you know she was in We're very superficial in this episode sure um can't be stated enough we think she's also the best actor in the movie too uh, yes oh my gosh she is and this is our is this only our second movie She's in like six of our movies on our list. Yeah, right so now. we're so we're set. <laughs> we're we're gonna see a lot of Nia Long in days to come. And I think there's something. I I think it's it's a little sad because I, I haven't really seen Love Jones thrown around in the conversation of like the rom coms that you should check out. Yeah, and it's I've like, never heard of it before. This feels very much underrated. It's like no, it's not. It's not Notting Hill or uh, you know when Harry met Sally. Two weeks knows when Harry met Sally. But it's but sure it deserves its place. Yeah, it's for sure, sure. better than a lot of the mediocre ones, especially mediocre ones that are on my shelf right now. It's like it's it's yeah, got something going for it. Yeah, love like as much as I can't really get on board with the attitudes of any of the men that Nia Long gets with in this movie. I'm like the movie as a whole deserves to be seen. Yeah, like you can have your critiques of it, but I I think I like this movie on balance. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I know that you like this movie, but is there anyone here that you would fall in love with? Are there any circumstances in which uh, the two of you might be more than just good friends? The truth of it is, I loved you from the first second I met you. (laughs) But mostly I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. You have bewitched me, body and soul, and I love, I love. I love you. I know. Neil Long. Neil Long. Yeah. We love you. So, I mean, that's our shortest section. Uh, well, let's talk about her character. She's a photographer. She's a photographer. And I like her photos. Mm-hmm. She, there's some pretty funny scenes where, like, 
<laughs> the man's kind of getting her down where she's uh, working as a photo assistant for this guy, but just getting him lunch. Yeah. And she brings him uh, the only lunch she can find for him. That isn't the exact lunch he wants. And he's like, well, I guess this isn't working out. <laughs> and then she brings her photos to like some big, big time New York publisher yeah. or something. And he's like, he's very insulting in a way that is unnecessary. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just dumb and bad. Well, he's like, it should scenes. be more polished. Yeah. And I feel like he's, he's like, it's too raw. It's too raw. It needs to be more polished, you know, more slick. And I've gotten that from people yeah. before, but, and I can tell that he, the director here is saying, Oh, people are going to say about this movie is that they're going to want it to be more slick. And I'm like, this kind of got a point in the suits. <laughs> yeah. it, it did feel like something that had been said to the director at one point in time, but it, like those those scenes were so they felt very vapid, not necessarily yeah. unreal, just like I would have liked a little bit more time spent with Nia Long and how she felt like because of them. Yeah. Rather than because it, everything is just like, oh, it didn't work out, but I have to move on with the rest of my life. So it doesn't matter. It's like we're yeah. just blipping on her storyline. I felt like those were more important moments and we could have been given more credence and they would have been less cartoonish had we not just flipped by them. I think there does need to be kind of a Mount Rushmore of rom-com women. And like we have our triumvirate, we have our George Washington, Thomas Jefferson and Grover Cleveland. Who's the other guy that it's on there? I don't know, but (laughs) Alexander Hamilton, Hamilton, he wasn't a president, but But I feel like Neil Long as a person with a persona that she brings to the table, much like Sandra Bullock always plays usually in her best roles. Sandy beads got this kind of domineering thing going for her. like two weeks notice the proposal. She's scary and she's powerful. And that's what is ch- charming about what I she would brings say to the a, table. She's a force. She's a force. Yeah. And, uh, with, uh, let's see, Julia Roberts. She's kind of more of a wild card actually. Cause like, in Nutting Hills, she's big time celebrity, but then in My Best Friend's Wedding, she's actually really subversive in that, and she doesn't play a hero. She's like an anti-hero in that movie, so mm-hmm. she's more a wild card in terms of the persona that she's bringing to the table. One one could almost say that she has range. Range. Um, and Sandy B has range, too, because while you were sleeping, that character is not similar to Two Weeks Notice. But no. again, there is this kind of adorableness to her. Yeah. Uh-huh. And what I'm getting with Neil Long is that there's there's a balance of like she she plays characters who are assured and have power and are confident in who they are and what they want and it's very attractive on screen and I I just really like the persona that she's got on screen for us yeah and I'm really interested to see like where more of her films so that we can get a like a broader picture of her right because she's also, like, there's this character trait to her, and I'm not trying to just bring up sex as a, ah, oh, she's sexy, so I'm bringing this up. But there's this character trait where she is, she wants something, and she can make the decision to get it mm-hmm. sexually, mm-hmm. which I don't, like, I don't see a lot of agency given to other, in, in other films, to actresses. And she has, like, part of that power that you're talking about is her ability to be like, mm, I find that person very attractive. I'm probably going to get what I want. Yeah, and I'm thinking of all the best rom-com heroines, and it can either be in their pursuits of 
the thing that they want, it could be funny, like Sandra Bullock drunk on a boat in two weeks notice. And she's saying that she's like a spider and, <laughs> or, or it could be super cute with like Meg Ryan, like be, you know, going after Fox books and like putting yeah. her dukes up and stuff. Or just Julia Roberts being vulnerable in Hugh Grant's flat and mm-hmm. just kind of coming to him in the night. And it's yeah. really sweet and romantic. And yeah, Neil Long is just another flavor of that, of like characters that we totally admire. So yeah. Both in love, very much so. <laughs> so um, I think now is a good time to get back to the Patreon because uh, we need to update our listeners with what the poll is for this oh, month. Yeah, yeah. This month, September Earth, Wind, and Fire movie of the month poll. Now, listeners, you can only really vote for us if you come be a part of our Patreon, and we have. Two new people this week. Uh, We have Melanie, who I'm actually going to give the rom-com title Melanie Tim Sims, because it's Melanie Sims. Love it. Melanie, welcome aboard. Um, We also have Stephanie Simmons, who joined us last week, and she's just going to be the rom-com mom because uh, she was a, um, I I believe she said she was an, she wasn't in the NICU. She was a delivery she was doula. She was, so a doula. she was a doula. She was a doula, and she also has like a very recent baby and other kids. And so she's our rom com mom. Thanks for being there. And mm-hmm. then our other, finally, Darcy Juarez, making it. So thanks so much for joining. And if you want to join, well, Ryan, what can they get if they okay. come over? We're gonna break it down. Um, the there's only three tiers. We don't want to be confusing. We don't want to overwhelm you. First tier. $2.50 per month. That's a cup of coffee per month, depending on you know which coffee shop you're going to. Could be a latte if you're in a nice market, not like ours where it's $6.50 for a latte. I mean, depends where you go, but yeah, yeah. it's it's real out there, folks. <laughs> uh, that's our best friends tier, and that gets you access to vote in our polls every month. So it's, it's, it's not neck and neck this month, but it could be neck and neck if you join. Yes. So make it neck and neck. The, this one we've had a runaway. Yeah. The next tier is called Going Steady, and that's $5 a month. In that, you get to vote, plus you get to read the essays. This month, or this week, it's weekly essays. This week, Kelly writes about the Holy Triumvirate. And last time was basically, how do you write a good character? Yeah. I mean, uh, we're both writers, and we're both working on our craft and trying to you know, iron out all of our stuff. And so it's always good to kind of write slash give ourselves advice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't sleep on the essays, people. They're really good. Kelly had some really good ideas in these past couple weeks and I'm proud to call him my friend. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm just living up to you, my friend. Thank you. So yeah, $5 gets you the essays every week and the monthly poll. And then $10, the one gets you our monthly bonus episode. And you guys... We are one patron away from getting our first stretch goal, which is a new theme song for our bonus episode. What do you want the theme song to sound like? Uh, like are you thinking like a reggae? I mean, there's a reggae. Do I, some okay, reggae. This this movie's reggae scene. So good. I, I'm not into I like, reggae, but I'm like, do I'll I like into reggae now? Reggae. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sign me up for that. I think the bonus episode song will be like, can you do the... I haven't come up with it yet because we have to have one more patron. Which but is, that's just a taste. I love that because taste. Hold on, let's switch up roles. Usually I'm the singer, you're the drummer, but I really liked doing doing the mouth drums right there. Oh, you like the drums? Something like that. Okay, we'll okay. figure it out. So 
someone can be the deciding patron to get us that theme song. And as you can tell, it's going to be a banger. It's going to slap. It's going to... Yeah, it's going to slap. He's, he's doing the snappy thing with his, his fingers. Um, so it's only three tiers. You get everything in the, in the last one. And what's one. this month's bonus episode? Bonus episode. Holy shit, you guys. It's The Hobbit. The Hobbit. The book, book club. The book. book club, we kind of talk a little bit about the movie, but it's the book club. Mm, and we wax nerd about it. Kelly's read the book 50 times, and I read it not as much. But, but, but a lot. Yes. We geek the hell out about it. Yeah. And so if you want to come over and share that geek love, please. Not, not like how Ryan shared it with the Geek Squad this week, but Oof. true geek love. <laughs> come over. It's patreon.com slash rom-com gents hit that stretch goal help us out yeah and then vote in the poll yeah please uh, I, i'm assuming that um dirty dancing is still in the lead so dirty dancing is in the lead by a few votes but i do want to say i'm very proud for all of my patrons because each movie has gotten some love we've got high fidelity music and lyrics dirty dancing and once and there's at least some votage for each film nice. so good nice, job nice, guys nice, nice. very proud of all of you uh we we've got a lot of we got a lot of business to take care of so uh, let me get out my mailbag and get through some letters hey Flo. huh mail come got mail for you oh pete you've got mail you sent me a letter you've got mail we have this uh here it's um let's move this out of the way this we have some stack of letters we've been texting back and forth with rachel and i feel like we've forgotten some ryan has bound all of our letters into a book apparently (laughs) yeah so um we (laughs) get this out of here so uh we asked rachel on a random episode what she thought about sunset boulevard and you'll remember rachel from our previous episode where she brought in and out yeah so we asked her what she thought about Sunset Boulevard because she's been on a Billy Wilder kick. And let's listen to her thoughts. Hey, guys. I uh, just got your little note on the podcast asking if I had seen Sunset Boulevard. Uh, yeah, I, I've seen it. I actually just rewatched it again. Um, it's a hard film, isn't it? It's really hard to watch, especially if you're a struggling actor or a struggling writer. It kind of cuts deep. <laughs> I wonder what your guys' opinions of it are. I know that it's technically not a rom-com. And, uh, I mean, it's, it does have definitely some humor in it, and it definitely has some romance in it. Um, but I don't think it's a rom-com. But I, I, I do want to know what your opinions of the film are, because it's, it's kind of a, it's a hard one for me. I know that it's a brilliant piece of, of, of film. I know that it's brilliant. It's just really hard for me to watch. Uh, uh, yeah, I just want to, I'm curious as to your opinions. Thanks for the shout out. Uh, your show is amazing. Love it. Love listening to it every week. Uh, take care, boys. Bye. Wow. So, so Stry- I, Oh, go ahead. I, no, I, I, yeah, wait, okay. okay. You, you go ahead. If I, so the, it's just, if I wanted to parse, I think, I think what she's saying is that it was hard for her to watch. You know, I, I got that. I mean, I'm not sure. There's a lot of layers there, a lot of subtext. It's dense. It's like you know? tenant. Yeah, yeah. You got to peel it apart. Like, yeah. a, like an onion. Like an onion. Like a parfait. You got to track it. Yeah. Yeah. But I think you're right. I think your read of what she said that she wasn't like it was a hard movie for her was pretty I much. I think that's right. Yeah. And when's the last time you watched it? Gosh, it's been 10, 
days. Years. I think it's been 10 years. <laughs> I, I just rewatched it. I, when? No, it's not a rom-com. Like uh, last year, like deep into the pandemic. Wow. Um, it's it's definitely a noir. Um, Billy Wilder. Billy Wilder. Who I think when, when she said that it's like, you know, it's got some comedy, it's got some romance. I think that's <laughs> what you could say about most of Billy Wilder's film. Yeah. Because they always seem to sit in the the genre of literature. Yeah. You know what his I mean? Most, his funniest film is probably Some Like It Hot. <laughs> right. You know? right, but, right. But The Apartment is a sad movie. It's sad. And everybody always says it's a rom-com. It's not a rom-com. But it's not, I mean, but it does have and, comedy and it does have romance. We of all people want to ascribe rom-com to everything in The Apartment. Yeah. We're like, not a rom-com. No, no. I, but it's on our list and we'll have to <laughs> yeah. talk about that. <laughs> but Sunset Boulevard, you know, takes a woman who's past her prime as like the studio executives would yeah. say about this woman played by Gloria Swanson and the movie just kind of makes her into this kind of ghoulish uh, shut-in and lives in the past and you know she knew like her famous line is like uh, I didn't I didn't get small the pictures got smaller something to that effect of she has lost her way and this writer strikes up this relationship with her and it's very creepy but I'm guessing the reason Rachel had a hard time with it is that it kind of strips this actress of her dignity. Yeah. And I think what it really does. What I get from my friendship with Rachel is that everyone deserves their dignity. Yeah. And I, I, it's been a long time since I've seen this film, but am I remembering it correctly in so far that Billy Wilder thinks that too, that she deserves her dignity. Yeah. I think it's kind of, I think he has his cake and eat it too a bit yeah. is that he kind of exploits her character, mm. but she's a character to be exploited for this creepy noir plot. Mm. And the conflict of it comes down to her being an eccentric recluse. Mm. And so she's not an impossible character. She's just like, if you are taking this movie as a straight, like metaphor. Yeah or I guess allegory at that point, then like it's kind of a disservice to aging actresses. Yeah. And he, I think he definitely sincerely says Hollywood is fucking trash to people. Right. And okay. it destroys humans and it, sh- it just chumps them up. So, and he would know cause he had been in the industry for decades. Right. And there's cameos from like Cecil B. DeMille who got started in the twenties. So it definitely has that Hollywood satire thing going for it. Man, I I just had a conversation with a, a Hollywood rep mm-hmm. who who was like, "You gotta be down here meeting people twenty four seven, Kelly. You gotta do it. You gotta you gotta put everybody on the list, and you gotta talk to them, and you gotta talk to them, you gotta talk to them." And I'm just like, oh, "You are like, I mean, you're probably right, but God, it's so exhausting." Yeah. So uh, that's a recommendation to our listeners: go check out Sunset Boulevard. But as Rachel will warn you, it's a hard watch. So. Thanks, Rachel. Watch Thanks out. for writing in. We always so much love our good friend, Rachel, for like, you know, not only teaching us things, but just being a good friend. Well, I also want to make fun of her a little bit because she said that Emily Blunt should be nominated for like an up and coming. Oh, yeah, that was OK. OK. Right, okay. Right. So. Uh, so, Rachel, let's talk about this. Uh, come on. So, Rachel, when when we put it to everybody last week, like who should be in like who might be today's triumvirate or who should be in the list of like people yeah. in the running for the triumvirate? She brought up Emily Blunt. Ryan, what do you think about this? I like, think let's take let's let's take a hard look. Let's not throw it away. Okay, Emily Blunt has been in uh, Jane Austen Book Club. 
Yep. She has a supporting, yes, Rachel, supporting role in Devil, Devil Wears, Wears Prada. Prada. Yes. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. We need leads. We are like a detective. We need leads. Oh, here's, the, here's the thing. It's not that she's not a lead. She's just not a lead in rom-coms. She's neck and neck with Sandy B today because she's getting interesting, intense, good, hard-hitting dramas. I'm just going to read off some titles to you, okay? Edge of Tomorrow. Yes. Great movie. The Adjustment Bureau. An okay movie. Jungle Cruise. I'm told an okay movie. Okay. Now, uh, A Quiet Place. Okay. A Quiet Place Part 2. In in addition. Mm -hmm. A Quiet Place. Again, (laughs) we should be quiet. Mm. Shut Uh, the fuck up. (laughs) A Quiet Place. Really, shut up. (laughs) Um, But what I will give Rachel is this um wild mountain time is a new romance film. We, we need to check that out there's 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 a romance with her as a lead we do need to check that out but i i'm missing my two weeks notice my while you're sleeping my miss congeniality miss congeniality one and two and a quiet place one and two doesn't count and i don't think it's because emily blunt doesn't have she obviously has the acting chops she's one of our act, great actresses it's just that sh- her she has, whenever I see her face, it's like, there's far too much interesting going on in your life right now to be worried about like this small romance. Well, and, and you know, the thing is, if a new movie is coming down the pipeline from like Paramount or Warner Brothers and it's got interesting lead female role, mm-hmm. you just know it's Sandy B versus Emily Blunt. Like it is neck and neck of like who deserves that role. Mm-hmm. And like they will audition the shit out of it. And it's like, whew, they're going to go to. to this place from different arenas. Yeah. And so I want to see some more. Wild Mountain Time is good. Crow, if, she gets, if she gets cast as the next person, I I. I, I long to see the day. I, I mean, there's Mary Poppins returns. You didn't see it, did you? No. It wasn't my cup of tea. Okay. Um, Robin really liked it. Well, there you go. Um, I love Mary Poppins and I like her, but not really a love story. Yeah. yeah. More challenge to all of our listeners. Rachel nominated Emily Blunt and we were a good friend and just knocked that out of there. No way. No way. We can't take get Emily out Blunt. of here, Rachel. But uh, keep sending us nominees. <laughs> well, Cause we got a nominee. We, we got, got a second nom- nominee okay. from, uh, Oh yeah. Sorry. Somebody, somebody also, was it in the patron inbox? Are you looking at the patron inbox? I am. Hold on. Oh, maybe it was on Instagram. Somebody posted one. Who knows? Oh, well, we can't find it. <laughs> but um, also, Darcy Juarez wants to be the doctor of love. Oh, love that's, it. That's her title. Love it. Um, okay. Nominate your your triumvirate. Let us know who the new, the new school is. Um, I had another letter for you. Not as hefty as this one, but we want to shout out to... Carrie Francis, check her out on Instagram and watch her in Knives Out. Oh yeah, Ryan Johnson's Knives Out. She was just a guest on Girl Crush Pod. Also a good pod. Go check out Girl Crush Pod. They are doing the entire filmography of Sandra Bullock. So 
you know, good for them because there are some stinkers in Sandia. Yeah, but the, I think but the, mostly the good, good, good outweighs the, the Definitely, stink. definitely. Yeah, but there's sure. some movies I'm like, I have never heard of that. <laughs> and Which doesn't mean it's bad. No, sometimes they're like, this movie's bad. Don't watch the movie, but listen to our episode on it. <laughs> Man, I'm jealous that they get to watch Speed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. But they had Carry On for their episode on While You Were Sleeping, and they had a lovely shout out to our podcast. So nice. I just want to say thanks for the We had our out. wives on for that episode that we did no that tweaks notice wait what did you say while you're sleeping oh no that yeah that was just us different sandy that was just us different sandy but uh check carrie francis out follow her on the insta uh follow her in life she's going to be in more movies if she's a nice not in life that's weird because that's a little while you were sleeping that's don't follow her on the l that's that's a little bit darius that's a bit (laughs) darius that's our new stalker name (laughs) don't be darius about it so darius also darius love hall i mean come on man Darius, like that is a screenwriting like character name if you ever heard one (laughs) all right well what uh, uh, carrie i I had one more okay we have another letter yeah, one okay. more. What's our what's our other one? It's a letter to go listen to PSI Love Rom Coms. Oh yeah, what what? Because we were just on their show and we did Mansfield Park. We we talked about it. We didn't do anything. We didn't go put listen it on. to Allie and Mia anyway, but you should really listen, listen to our, to our episode. episode. And then listen to all the other episodes. Because yeah. it's Austin August. Um even though our episode came out in like September first or something like that. It's like uh, you we just squeaked by. Yeah, we, it's it's a it's okay. Like I it's hard to fit like I think they're doing six Jane Austen <laughs> yeah, movies over there. It's hard to fit in one month. Uh we had a great time being on their show. So thank you. Thank you, you guys. Thank you for having us. Yeah. And they do fun stuff over there. Like we did we did some Jane Austen tarot. Oh yeah. <laughs> we did some um like you know which jane austen character are we emulating right now mm. it's good good fun mm-hmm. am i forgetting anything there's a lot of letters these oh, days i don't know but i think i think it's time that we pick next week's movie okay kelly give me a number between one and 177 uh 130 Ooh. i don't know why just felt it okay i don't know what this is it's called falling in like an in, like the dragonfly in. Oh, okay. Falling in love. Oh, I'm gonna. That sounds Hallmark. Is that like is that Hallmark? Up and down. Oh, it's not Hallmark. Is but that it, Hallmark? It is Netflix. It might as well be Hallmark. It is a Christina Milian movie, and it looks very Hallmark. I'm just gonna say it's got a 5.6 out of 10. So here we go. Hey, hey, it's good that we start off. Oh, it, it looks. Through the trailer, it looks like it's shot in the same office as Set It Up. Okay, Netflix, thank you for recycling your office space. Um, Well, hey, folks, thank you so much for stopping by. Um, Yeah, I don't know what else to say. Uh, Keep on on writing, keep on taking photos, because one day you are going to get a book published and you're going to get a major deal at a... uh, photography studio. You just keep following your dreams, just like Nia Long and... Lorenz Tate. Lorenz Tate. Damn, I really, I just could only call him Darius in my mind. No, Darius, totally Darius about it. Well, Kelly, I freaking love you like a sand shrew loves a sand slash. Because that's <laughs> I, what he wants to turn into. I love you inside this Pokeball. I'm going to throw at you. Ah! <clears throat> and this is where we will say goodbye. Ryanand Kelly must bid you adieu Thank you for listening to our review 
subscribe, we'll even take a bribe. So see you next week on the Gentleman's Guide. To rom-coms. Okay, I have to keep my phone here in case Robin ever goes into labor. That way I can see, look at my phone and be like, I missed six calls from Robin. <laughs>